0: Welcome to the Silicon Valley Beat, a police podcast about law enforcement life in the heart of Silicon Valley.
1: We've already said where we're from.
0: Sharing stories, interviewing guests, answering questions, and pulling the curtain back,
1: one show at a time. Okay, okay, let's get on with it. Down to 911. What is the address of the emergency? Welcome back to the Silicon Valley Beat. This is uh, Public Information Officer Katie Nelson, and I'm with Lieutenant Saul Jaeger, and we have a very, very cool guest with us today. Um, We're going to be talking about traffic, which is, I know, a very uh, awesome topic for the two people in this room and a very um, nerve-wracking topic for me. So, uh, yeah. I'm pretty excited (laughs) about it. Just saying. Um, Do you want to introduce our guest before we get into everything? I would love to. Okay.
0: How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. All right.
1: Officer. Welcome, everybody.
0: This is Traffic yeah. Officer Extraordinaire Kevin Solomon.
1: Yay,
0: Yay. Um, so welcome. Thank you. Thanks for volunteering to do this. <laughs> Anytime. I'm glad I could help.
1: <laughs> is that in the Is that in the Oxford Dictionary yet? Vol- it told? is. I looked it up. Is it, it really? Yeah, yes. It Should awesome. be. If it's not, that's kind of awesome. I will submit it. Maybe Merriam-Webster can get back to us on Twitter and be like, "Here's the actual definition." <laughs> I would love or that. there is
0: none, stop using that Ugh. anyway, all right, well, welcome, Kevin. thanks for coming in okay. on your uh normal work day so the 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 driving public right now is, is safe furious. from getting tickets <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what tell us what your normal why are we laughing about that? like what is your normal day like? What is our normal day? now for you like why am I saying that drivers right now don't have to be worried necessarily. <laughs>
2: because because we're not on the streets <laughs> writing them tickets i guess <laughs> uh no just a normal day we'd just be out doing traffic enforcement waiting for you know the traffic collisions to go do the investigations or some pr stuff hence why i'm sitting here
0: yes <laughs> good answer so kevin is one of the motor officers that you see uh on the side of the road, or sometimes you don't see on the side of the road, or you freak out because they're behind you.
1: That is definitely me.
0: And everybody All the time. goes <laughs> ten and ten and two, and back to driver's ed training.
1: <laughs> I heard it was three and nine. Which one is it?
2: Ten and two is above the steering wheel, and which wh- I don't recommend because of the airbags. Okay. Um, three and nine is good, or the, what's the bottom?
1: I don't know, five and four, seven? I can't think of what four, a Four, five, was. and seven? seven, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah.
2: I, I we wish te- we had visuals we teach- of
1: that right now because we all went with our hands. <laughs> yeah. so we were like counting on a clock. Okay, which we way? We teach <laughs>
2: shuffle steering, which is the bottom part of this, the steering wheel. So whatever, that, whatever the number's on.
1: I just learned something new today. Yeah. Don't do 10 and 2. Oh. All right. All
2: right, quick hit trivia?
1: Yes, please.
0: Okay, Kevin, are you ready for trivia questions? Sure. Okay. Can somebody get a speeding ticket? For going 25 in a 35.
2: Yes. Ah. Can you explain? Uh. So it depends. Well, yes, because you would use the section, the twenty two three fifty section, the unsafe speed for conditions. Mm. So if traffic is traveling at 35 miles an hour and you're impeding traffic by traveling slow, causing vehicles to swerve around you, suddenly break to where it becomes unsafe for the people behind you, then yes, you can get a ticket for driving too slow. Or conditions in general. Or conditions, Correct um the rain pedestrians gravel on the roadway whatever it is yep um so yeah you can i've actually given a citation for traveling too slowly
1: i hey. feel like i remember a certain traffic officer from years ago who did that and it caused an international uh something or other that i won't use the word here but yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was a pretty big deal
0: that is one impeding um but also like you know we use i use shoreline for example because i've actually done this before When it's raining, people need to realize that 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 speed limit sign that's on the road sign, the roadway that says 35, maximum speed limit 35, whatever, that's the maximum speed in ideal conditions, lighting, right? Weather, road conditions. Yeah, beautiful, right? Nice, beautiful day. As soon as those conditions change from that, even nighttime, it could be unsafe to be going 35, right? Today's technology and cars and things like that, probably not. But you add like a weird hailstorm or something like that, and there's a little ice on the road, 35 might be... Too fast. And you're going to get a speeding ticket, unsafe speed is the violation, um, driving at a speed that's unsafe for conditions. So you could get a ticket for going 30 and a 35 for Correct. going unsafe. Yep. Huh. bam
1: Wow. This is going to be blown. a good podcast. He is. I want you to know, <laughs> I mean, he's been dropping hints about traffic podcasts for like months now and he's so he's so happy to have you in here today and i'm just gonna let you guys nerd out and i'm just gonna say well here he absorb. comes from a
2: motive background so you he have does. to you have to respect it <laughs> they know that <laughs> they
0: definitely know
1: that did you mention that in every podcast probably yeah. or
0: you do to point it out oh, well
1: yeah i know it makes you feel good so okay. i'm just trying to be a friend
0: well anyway all right well you made it through the trivia section so good
1: job really good answer too like that nailed was awesome
0: it. nailed it um do you need the questions because i actually came prepared today
1: you know what? I have the Sol? script. It's Friday. It's Casual Friday. I've got my coffee. Why don't you take the lead on I'm this ca- one? I'm
0: also Casual Friday today.
1: Yeah, your suit's super pressed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin. Um,
1: we have can... to go behind the scenes too.
0: Is it? Are we? This is the. Behind? Or wait,
1: what are we doing? Spilling the tea. Spilling That's what the it tea. is. Ah. That's the next section. Okay, this before is the Spilling the Tea section. We've done this before. Okay, <laughs> several times. Trust us, <laughs>
0: we're professionals. Are we? So this is the section where we talk a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. And you, as a person, um, and pull the curtain back. So, how long have you been a police officer? And walk us through your career. One day, you woke up and decided you want to be a cop. How did that work?
1: In South Africa.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Take us all the way back. All the way back.
1: <laughs> That's a lot. Well, as far time. back as you
0: want to admit.
2: We Asset. need your
1: date of birth, your social security. <laughs> um, Don't listen else? to her. A blood well, type.
2: considering how old I am, going that far back would be pretty tough. All
1: right. No, but
2: originally I was born and raised in South Africa. I moved to the, when I came to the States when I was 15, and then um, when I graduated high school, I had to figure out what, that I graduated from high school? You seem surprised. My phone vibrated. His phone
1: vibrated. For once, it wasn't me.
2: (laughs) So after I graduated high school, I kind of had to figure out what I was going to do and where I was going to go in life, and worked on an ambulance as a paramedic for a bunch of years, and um, in 2000, decided that I was going to become a cop. Um, got hired in January 20, uh, of 2001, went to the academy, and worked. I worked patrol um, for a bunch of years. And then in 2005, uh, we got a grant with ABC, the Alcoholic Beverage Control, which was kind of cool. I got selected to do that, and uh, basically it was my job for a year was to go out and work with the community and get involved in bars and liquor stores and um, the clubs that we have, the nightclubs we have in town. And then I was a detective in the Crimes Against Persons Unit. Um, I specialized in crimes against kids, so exploitation and child exploitation, that kind of stuff. Um, Great experience, learned a ton about police work, Um, but then I went back to patrol after that and was a field training officer, and what else have I done? I was on a gang suppression team for 13, 14 years, Um, bicycle patrol officer, so I'm on a bike team. Yeah. I said field training officer. What else have I done? Oh, I run our driver's training program. I'm a lead EVOC instructor. Um, hence, been,
0: the, hence the shuffle steering. Reference. Yes, the yes. shuffle steering and knowing not
1: say, to hold the tentative. I've know. been in training with him when <laughs> he's Smart. done that, and it was a miracle I didn't puke <laughs> in the car when he's doing the EVOC training, but it is so cool. Were you in the car with me? I was. Were and I, We had the Explorers, I think, in the back, and uh-huh. you just went for it. And, oh, my gosh, I uh, – you are so lucky I didn't up-check on you. I was feeling <laughs> nauseous, but it was awesome. You
0: know, many, many years ago, our, uh, our illustrious Captain Shung... Um, oh, please
1: tell me he threw up.
0: Who, no, no, no. Oh. Better. Um, <laughs> asked me to get some video from driver's training and said that uh, it'd be really cool if we could get, like, the cars chasing each other and that kind of thing. I sat in the back of the oh, no. car being chased facing backwards on my knees with the camera out the back. Um, and I thought it was the coolest thing for like a minute until the turns started happening and all the other yeah, stuff yeah. started happening. And, and I felt sick like to this day. And that was like 10 years ago.
1: Right. I, I'm a little bit, I, I'm feeling gross. a little bit green right now. Just thinking about looking at my phone and having you drive and be like ready. and oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, If I'm, if I'm not driving and I've I'm out the car. Yeah. I'm not one of those instructors that can sit in a car because, yeah, I'd get sick.
0: It was not good. So thank you, Captain Chung, for that experience. (laughs) I appreciate
2: it. So what else have I done? Um, I've been an acting sergeant, run a patrol team for a little bit, and uh, currently assigned to motors.
1: Is it your favorite assignment ever?
2: It's the most fun assignment I've had. Um, You know, everything I've done, I've been lucky. I've enjoyed and learned a ton that I've, whatever I've done. Um, But as far as like the most fun, um, it's riding a motorcycle being in traffic <laughs> yeah i mean i've had some great patrol teams which were a ton of fun you know we had a pretty cool sergeant at the time he was okay um it that's was, familiar. It, was it, it, it was a good team um, you know but who, who is the, uh, i'm confused who is the sergeant um, i had some guy he's he he's not a sergeant anymore so
1: oh well yeah. that's that says a lot <laughs> well it was uh, lieutenant yeah. Yeager. Was dumb
2: um, <laughs> but anyway so yeah so traffic is by far the most fun um as far as what we do and how we do it and plus I get paid to ride a motorcycle. It's pretty awesome. It is cool.
0: I I, I agree. That was one of the <laughs> best times in my career.
1: Yeah, what is it like to be able to ride a motorcycle? I'm not allowed. You guys won't let me get on and... For good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can't reach the pedals. It's <laughs> that's good. For no real reason. It's, it's interesting. It's okay. They'll lower it for you because okay. they did for me.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> we, we, we can get by that because oh, okay. we, well, we, we, okay. we lowered the motorcycle for me. If you
1: can lower the seat for me, man, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it might be worth trying. We had to do,
2: <laughs> did
0: we really lower it for you? We got the lower I seat? I got the lowest seat, yes. Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. Oh, that's funny. No, it, it is fun and it's interesting because um i don't know if you've i'm sure you've experienced it by now but like you become you forget how technical writing actually is um Ooh, yeah. and all of the things that you're doing while you're riding it you become kind of one with the machine um as you're you know because you do it every day if you think about it, you're riding eight to ten hours do
1: you say hasta la vista? yeah baby
0: <laughs> um you know you're riding eight to ten don't mind her she, she goes off on tangents it's crazy <laughs> <I do not. laughs> um you're riding eight to ten hours a day in an enforcement riding stance, which is very different than, you know, taking the Harley out on the weekend or whatever. Um, your your eyes are on a pivot. You know, you're always looking and you're actually What does res- that mean,
1: your eyes are on a pivot?
0: You're always looking. You're always looking for threats, right? Other cars, people violating rights of ways. You're also looking for violations of that vehicles are doing, because that's what we're trying to do, right, is to look, to, to, um, look for safety violations and things that are common, um, collision violations and things that cause that. Um, and then you're also a cop right? So we're also looking for bad guys. They do a lot of, um, I, like I remember, I, I used to tape the hot list of stolen vehicles, license plates on my tank because I was looking for stolen cars while I was out there, right? And we're looking for people and, you know, there's, they still respond to calls and they're going out and helping patrol.
1: Yeah, I actually want to talk about that a little bit because you guys, you have this purview that you fall under where it's, okay, you are traffic team. That's what you're supposed to do is deal with traffic. But you guys are, so busy responding to calls too, just to help with patrol. What is that like? Having to balance that?
2: It's it's just a, we don't really think about it. It's just something we do because if patrol needs assistance, we're not, or another officer needs assistance, we're not not going to go. Um, so it's just a, it's just a part of what we do. Um, you know, yes, our main focus is traffic enforcement, but so it's p- patrol is not our main focus. But we're we're still a part of patrol, yeah. and the bikes get places. And we can. You're right. We yeah. can. It, 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 we can. We can get there a little bit quicker because, yes, we can ride on sidewalks if we have to. Um, we can split between cars if we need to. Um, so, yeah, it, it does make it a little bit easier for us to get somewhere quicker on a motorcycle. Yeah. Especially with the amount of traffic we have in Mountain View. Yeah. It makes a big difference. Uh, yeah.
0: really does. It. Can, can you t- talk to me a little bit about the training? Like, the after training. you're selected to the team, <laughs> you get sent to the. Actually, even before you get sent to the Motor yeah. Academy.
2: Um, Talk about
0: that pre-training first.
2: So training. I thought I could ride a motorcycle because I'd, I'd been riding motorcycles. I first learned when I was 19. Then took a whole break f- probably for a good 10 years for a good reason. Um, and then I could get on a motorcycle ride from point A to point B, go up in the hills, ride the freeways, and I thought I was a good rider <laughs> until I started motor training. Uh, our training, what we do here in Mountain View specifically, is we have a three-week three, three week what we call in-house, and that's just basically learning how to control a motorcycle at slow speeds, in um, yes, we spend a lot of time in cone patterns, learning how to manipulate and balance the bike, and throttle control and clutch manipulation. Um, we do that for three weeks, and then we go to a two-week a two-week academy, and then in the a part of the training, all of it is your a lot of cone patterns. So slow speed maneuvering of the motorcycles because of the amount of traffic is by learning slow speed, you learn how to kind of weave your way in and out of traffic. Um, at the slowest speeds, being able to maintain the balance on the bike and slow speeds is three to six, seven miles an hour. Ooh. Um, and the motorcycles are almost 800 pounds. So it's learning how to control that, uh, which is a task in itself. And then a lot of it also has to do with actually driving freeway speeds and up in the Hills to learning on how to control the, the bike at higher speeds. Um, we do, we learn how to do emergency braking. So that goes from 40 miles an hour down to zero within, I forget the distance of the feet. I don't remember. But it's not a lot. It's a quick reaction, slamming on the brakes, learning how to control, keep the bike upright, and then learning how to dodge between cars at higher speeds as well. So it's, it's, it's intense. Yeah. Um, it is the most physically and mentally demanding thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs>
0: And I can tell you that there's been many a uh, SWAT team member that's on been on motors mm-hmm. and said that SWAT school is nothing compared
2: to motor school. Yeah, it's
1: mentally like and it physically. I feel like it would just break you. Like, it
2: does. It, it literally just... does. <laughs> <laughs> it does, especially when you fall off a lot. Um, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it does. It but, does break you.
1: And that's, but that's a good example of just how much training is required of every specialty assignment that you know is here especially with regards to motors. Cause it's not just, you get a bike and that's it. It's yeah. like weeks of training. And if you fail the Academy, you have to go back and then you only get one shot. If I remember correctly to make it up or try and pass again. And then that's it. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah. It's, um, I didn't, it took me about three days before I fell off for the first time. Um, which I really didn't do anything for the first three days. There was no, I mean, yes, there was a challenge, but we just kind of learning the bit, you're learning how to walk before you can run. And, um, yeah i ended up breaking my foot because i came off the motorcycle and i was making a 180 degree turn at about six miles an hour and when you pull the clutch and you take away all the power to the motorcycle and basically when the clutch is out and you've got got gas got throttle is what keeps the bike up and you pull the clutch in you take away all your all the power and it becomes an 800 pound um rock and just My foot got stuck underneath it. Oh, my gosh. the motorcycle landed on my foot. And and it it happens. And it broke it. It happens all all the time. Is that why
1: you have those fancy shoes?
2: We don't have fancy shoes. We should have them, but we'll get
1: them. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, we can talk about the uniform and safety stuff in a minute. But one of the things I wanted to point out, too, was a lot of the training that... That you receive in motor school is is kind of counterintuitive stuff you wouldn't think of, right? So anybody that rides a motorcycle that has been riding a motorcycle for a while or gone through training knows that you you don't actually, at speed, you don't actually turn the motorcycle using the handlebars like you would a bicycle. You actually push in the way you want to go. So you actually push out on the left handlebar if you want to go left and lean That's the bike so over. so weird. Because you're dealing with um, centrifugal force, right, and these kind of things that are happening.
1: $10 word. Yeah.
0: So... It's interesting, and that's why is the lieutenant? <laughs> that's not why. That was the one question on the test. <laughs> Say this word. Um, the uh, the thing that I like to talk to you about, like when, to give people an example of of similar of that of counterintuitive kind of thinking, is when you're riding a bicycle. A lot of people have ridden a bicycle, and they're in a situation where they're feel like they're going to crash. You tend to look down. You look right at the ground, and that's where you end up going. And they teach. Anybody who rides a motorcycle but very much pushed into the minds of motor officers is you look where you go. And so if you do a Google search or any kind of search and you look at motorcycle police motorcycle competitions, you'll see that these officers that are riding the motorcycles, when they're making a turn, they actually turn their head like almost 90 degrees or further before the turn even happens. And they look through the turn. They're not looking at the cone Going through the turn,
2: it's so hard to get That's out of that. So habit.
1: bananas! Oh it my is. God. It
2: is. It's very difficult, and it's kind of the same thing. as, you know the concept of a, driving a car is essentially the same. Wherever your head goes, the car goes. Yep. But doing it on a motorcycle, knowing it's eight hundred pounds, it's going to drop on fall onto you, um, is very different. And a clear example with that is on our final ride in the academy, um, we were up in the hills doing our final ride, and one of the offices from another agency actually crashed. Um Officer Jason Roldan was right behind him. I was behind Jason and you could see Jason his head completely turned away from the crash, which allowed him to go past it as opposed to following him into the oh, into yeah. the, the side of the mountain. It's awesome. Yeah, and Jason yeah. talked about Jason actually talked about it afterwards as had he actually re- clearly recalls looking away from it to make it through the turn as opposed to going into the turn with them. Um, so yeah, it's counterintuitive. You want to look, right? Well, also
1: it it just extremely dangerous, but a necessary position too to have. So that's pretty crazy. And And if you want
0: to look at like steady steel riding skills, look at your GP motorcycle racing guys and how they're racing now and where they're looking when they're in a turn laid all the way down, riding the bike to the maximum amount. They're not looking down. They're looking around the
2: next turn. That's true. Trusting the
0: motorcycle, trusting friction, and all the other
2: things. Yeah, so. these motorcycles will outride us before we'll ever outride them. Yep. The engineering, especially with we, you know riding the BMWs, is that
1: needs to be a slogan somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure it is. And you've had like, you were on a Har- were you on a Harley?
2: No, hmm. I just uh, patrol-wise, just the BMW. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: And then, do you ride the Yamaha too, the the, the dirt bike?
2: The dirt bikes, yes. Oh yeah, that's another fun kind of cool thing we get to do. We have got the dirt bikes. We have got the dual sports. Yes. So we use those for concerts and. Um, you know the trails. If we need to, we can hop onto the trail. It's easier than taking the BMW onto the trails and half the weight. Yeah, more than half. Uh, or those than... are things of maybe about two hundred fifty pounds, yeah, as opposed to eight hundred pounds. Yeah, small Suzuki dirt bike. Yes, bikes. Yeah, much easier cool. to ride.
1: You want to go behind the scenes a little bit? Yeah, let's but talk about traffic stuff. Traffic behind the curtain or a curtain. <gasps> 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 behind the curtain. the curtain. Okay, so <laughs> a lot of questions that we get from. The public generally, when they see you guys out and about, or um, just in general, are about specific issues that they see speeding, running stop signs, running red lights, whatever, but also about traffic collision investigations there's a lot of curiosity behind length of time to investigate how the different uh, investigations are done, um, stuff like that and so I think it would be great to kind of maybe pull the curtain back a little bit on what that's like and kind of how you guys handle that and Um, I know I learned something this morning just about how reports are written just in general, which I thought was fantastic. So we have an expert here. We may as well ask him.
0: Mm. What was the question? What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us about – not a
1: question, but more like a would you talk to us about uh, traffic collision investigations, what those look like. Let's say minor or non-injury, and then we'll go in severity from there.
2: Okay, so – they are different kinds. We have a non-injury collision, which is just essentially property damage. Um, those we respond to, but we don't really do an investigation. They're more to facilitate the names exchange because the vehicle code requires you to give um, driver's license information, insurance information, registration vehicle registration information. So we just go to facilitate, make sure that, one, nobody's injured. Um, if their vehicles need to be towed, we can assist with getting tows for them. Uh, But there's no investigation. We don't determine who's at fault for the collision. Uh, We don't take statements from people um, and just make sure that they're safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Then if we go to a minor injury collision where someone's complaining of pain, they've got a visible injury, whatever the circumstances are, it's essentially the same as facilitating the names exchange, except now we're taking statements. We're taking statements from drivers, from both – however many drivers are involved with one, whether it's two, three, whatever – Um, We also look for witnesses. We will take witness statements. And in injury collisions, we determine at fault. Um, So we essentially hold someone responsible for the collision, whether they ran a red light, whether they were speeding or following too closely. Um, And that would be the minor injury collision. And then as they progress, the depth of the investigation gets a little bit more and more.
1: So what's a typical investigation time for, let's say, a minor injury collision?
2: At this scene, it could be 10, 15, 20 minutes um, for the investigation part of it, and then it's just a matter of writing the report and getting the report approved, which can take up to about a week, week and a half.
1: Now, what about for major or fatal collisions? I know you guys typically, you there are times where you can actually try and recreate the scene?
2: Yes. Or you try to? Yeah. So as, you know, part of, obviously part of our responsibilities in traffic is to do the major injury collision and the fatal collisions and those can take hours and days and weeks to to actually do the investigation um we have a system here that will go out and map the scene for us and you know so that can take in itself and mapping the scene is essentially drawing the the intersect whether it's an intersection we'll draw the actual intersection we'll put where the traffic lights are where the vehicles are if a pedestrian's involved and it's very very detailed um, a very detailed drawing of of the scene so scale, that scale drawing very yes and it so is to math. scale, yes um, yeah and so that can oh. take that can take hours and hours and hours to get, actually get it done i think the last fatal i investigated we were out there just doing the mapping for about three and a half to almost four hours just doing that um, then on top of that we're interviewing witnesses we're trying to find as many witnesses as we can um to determine what happened and who was at fault for the collision especially if it's a especially if it's a major injury or fatal um then we're looking for any kind of video surveillance we're contacting surrounding businesses neighbors um to see if there's video of the collision car um, cameras car cameras
1: yeah teslas definitely have those
2: well, a lot of people have you'd be surprised Oh, a and then the dash cam the dash cams. The dash dash cams, cams yeah too. the dash cams is the new one that's a lot of people have those now yeah um, we actually gotten some pretty good video of some collisions because of that Awesome. Yeah. And so they just take a long time. You know, The, they if there's any evidence, oh, then we collect evidence, obviously. We analyze the evidence. If if we need to, we have experts that can um, recreate the scene to help determine speeds if we need to. Um, sometimes we running search warrants so we can download the data from the vehicles. And those aren't um,
1: something that you can just go and be like, okay, can you sign this, right? Like no, that so, takes a while.
2: Yeah. So that takes a while. You know, we have to... Um, Get a search warrant. So we have to write the search warrant. We have to find a judge to approve the search warrants, and then we have to find. We don't have the technology here yet to read the data from vehicles. So we have to. We have. There are a couple agencies that we work with and have worked with that will come in and give us the equipment to to read to download the the data from the vehicles. So a fatal collision can take uh, weeks before the investigation is done, and then it's a matter of preparing the report, which. Anytime we have a fatal collision, there's so many reports involved. There's the first arriving offices on scene. There's evidence collection. There's um, the mapping systems. There's uh, statements. And so that in itself can take quite a bit of time to to get all the reports done.
1: It does. The, that, and, uh, that's <clears throat> bringing me back to, like, a very intense research paper. That just, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Fatal <laughs> it sounds fatal a lot. Fatal and yeah.
0: major collisions um, can, you know, by the time it's done, always everybody always asks, like, how long does it take? It could be a year, It could, yeah. sometimes even more. We, we treat it like a homicide investigation. So that's the Well, that's and that's way.
1: because we take it seriously. It's not just something where I yeah. think any of – there's – you can't be flippant on something like that or, yep. you know, only go halfway on investigations. You have to do as much as possible. And I think a lot of times people don't understand that because they're not aware of what – that police work is like cuz they've only they're defined by what they see on the news or by TV shows or whatever yeah. and so really being able to kind of get in on that granular level and hear from you and know just how involved it is i mean that's that's eye opening i think for a lot of people
0: but it is it is frustrating i you know on the other side of that right when you're when you're the either a party involved or a family member, right? Oh, sure. It is really frustrating and I think, you know, to kind of get into like what we would like people to know is that it does take a long time because we're trying to be accurate Correct. with whatever we can. And we
1: have to get it right the first time. We don't have the uh, we don't have the ability yeah. to get it wrong and be like, "Oh, hang on, you know, we need to just fix that." That's not possible. But that a lot of times possible.
0: What's interesting with the training that I mean, if you want to, there's there's officers that are reconstruction trained. Um, on on traffic and have moved on from traffic and are on now the um, crime scene investigation teams but um, uh, because the officers in traffic are doing this every single day and they've taken many classes beyond what regular officers would take um, there's a lot of evidence right there that you can see exactly what happened you know which car was going in what direction just on the the marks the tire marks on the roadway skid marks the lengths the way they turn damage to the vehicle damage assessments um, damage profiles on a vehicle and then statements and all these other things. It's pretty amazing when you, when you get the, the senior traffic officers on the, the scene to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's actually another thing, the traffic officers, I mean, the 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 average year on for a traffic officer right now is, is what, 10?
2: Um, so in my, my unit with us right now, my team, we've got myself, I've been here a little over 18 years, Eric, has been with Mountain View for, I think, like three or four years. But he started as a police officer yes. the same year I did. So he's got 18-plus years. Yeah. Um, Mike McGanya, he's got 20. 20 years. And then Jason is our least senior, who's got at least eight or nine years. Yeah. So we've got a lot of experience. It's a pretty senior team. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the other thing, I think, with especially traffic. You can't just sign up and hop on a bike like you have to serve in patrol for several years before you can even apply for that specialty assignment right I, yes you've got to
2: yeah i yes you have to show some kind of interesting traffic you got to want to do it mm-hmm. it's kind of one of the it's kind of one of these things where yes you're going to be okay with writing citations but you've got to want to do these investigations um because the it's easy to respond to a scene and of a minor injury and take a quick report and be done within about 15 20 minutes the report itself on a minor injury correlation don't. It's not a long report, um, but it's the in-depth ones, and it's the training behind it, and it's getting the expertise, and and that's where that's where you've got to want to do these things.
1: And especially, um, I know when we release our traffic data collision reports quarterly, um, which was something that was actually initiated by USAL last summer, um, just because people are very curious and they want to know more. Um, a lot of questions we get are. Um, I should say one of the major questions we get is how come you couldn't determine fault on certain cases? You want to talk a little bit about that? And despite all of this data that comes in, what you know, what, why that happens sometimes?
2: Because sometimes we'll just get conflicting statements without any witnesses. Um, it's a he said, she said situation where someone says, I stopped at the stop sign. And the other person says, I stopped at the stop sign. Well, one of the cars didn't stop. And it's just their perception, or well, the red—the red light is the big one. Is is a lot of people will drive when the, their lights will change from green to yellow to red, they'll speed up and accelerate through the yellow light. But what they see, their perception, is that they're seeing the lights green or yellow for a So they're going through where the other person just has the green. So it's it's all these. It's when there's no witnesses or video. A lot of those those are when we're going to see the he said, she said type uh, scenarios where we're just not going to be able to determine who was at fault for it. Boom. Get video cameras for your car. That'd
0: be nice. True. Um, The other thing that lately, I'd say maybe the past seven or eight years for Mountain View PD specifically, for the traffic unit, we've done more PR than Mm -hmm. ever, ever before in the history of traffic
1: Oh, I love doing PR for traffic. It's so fun.
0: (laughs) Back in the 1800s when I was a motor. Um, (laughs) the only PR we did was like the, the Christmas parade. We would kind of like take Santa down the street and that was about it. Otherwise we weren't going to schools too often. We would do that a little bit, but today you fast forward to today, you guys are doing podcasts. Welcome. You're doing the, a lot of the public service announcement stuff. We've put out videos. You guys are involved in all of that. You're going to the schools all the time. But
1: then we also have something very special, I think, particular at Mountain View with juvenile diversion.
2: Correct. So, with the juvenile diversion program, is we it, it's for bicyclists, essentially for bicyclists and juvenile pedestrians, with, if they make mistakes. But it's it's for the kids that are riding without helmets and running stop signs, running red lights, don't have any of the safety equipment on the bike, like brakes. Um, we offer a program to them to where it's their form of traffic school, where they can come into the PD and they sit through a, a bicycle safety class, and we talk about. The rules of the road, they have to follow the same rules as a vehicle. They have to stop at stop signs. They have to stop at red lights. Um, then they have to wear the safety helmet, like the safety equipment. They have to wear helmets. Yeah. If they're under 16, they have to have a brake on at least one, if not two, brakes on their bicycles. Um, headlights, light uh, lighted, in for darkness with reflectors. So that's what we do as a... Yes, sir. <gasps> I have a question.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm
0: raising my hand. Can, can you talk to parents directly about... I? Bought a bicycle and it doesn't have brakes on it. Put them on every bike. (laughs) But why? They sold it to me without brakes.
1: So?
2: If you're buying a bike from a private person, yes, you can buy a bicycle without brakes. If you're buying it from any store, whether it be Walmart or your high-end bicycle shops, you're going to get a bicycle that has brakes. Um, Even if you buy them online, they're going to come with brakes. It's when the kids are taking the brakes off the bikes. So the brake...
0: In the kids' backpack that they have with them, doesn't meet the vehicle code.
2: Doesn't satisfy the vehicle code. No, it has to be functional. On the they bicycle, can't just put it on off. real quick. When no. They need to stop? no. So we have to have the the bicycle has to have a brake on it and able to stop the car to stop the bike. Yeah, we've actually had some pretty significant. I yes. joke,
0: but significant uh, bicycle vehicle related accidents with kids that think they can stop by jamming their foot in the back of like a track yeah. bike or whatever oh, those are called. Right. Um, and it, you can't, you talked about perception reaction time earlier, um, the physical move to put your foot there and the technical ability to do that quickly. Um, it's, it's just not there. And no,
2: it's illegal anyway. Yeah, the the bike has to have a brake. The bike has and it has to be working. the bi- The bike has to be able to stop. And you know, i've ha- I've had these invest I've had these collision investigations myself, where a, where a kid couldn't stop and ran into the back of a, a bike or exactly. a car was making a right turn, um, and the kid was on his bicycle and he said that he's he pulled his brake, but his brake didn't work and he rode into the side of the car. Uh, fortunately, he wasn't injured. I mean, he a couple scrapes and bumps and bruises, but nothing significant. Yeah. The problem is if they hit, depending on what part of the car they hit if they go down and that car doesn't stop in time we run the risk of them actually being run over and we go from a minor scratch or a bump or a bruise to something breaking if not being killed um so yeah make sure parents that your kids have brakes on their bicycles and wearing helmets an absolute must and not yeah. on their backpack no, not on their not on their backpacks not put slung over the not slung over the uh handlebars put yeah. them on well on
0: that happy note
2: <laughs> i think that's it yeah. Um, we've done well. And if
0: anybody has questions, <laughs> we've
1: done well. We've done so well. you've <laughs> satisfied your, me. Pat yourself on the back. Um,
0: if people have any specific questions about traffic, this one I know a lot of people have questions ranging from speed issues that we talked about to what's legal or not for my kid, um, what does this juvenile diversion program look like, or what is that Alive at 25 program you talked about, or more about um,
1: collision investigations. I mean, we right. constantly get those questions. Yeah. Shoot from, them over. Right? Even from uh, local journalists want to know more. Yeah. So.
0: Um, so you can contact us on any of our, our social media channels. Yeah,
1: hashtag Silicon Valley Beat.
0: Yep, and just ask away, and we'll we'll get those uh, questions answered as fast as possible. And oh, no, the, the disclaimer, I almost forgot this time. Um, if you're in an emergency and you need police or fire or ambulance assistance, or you, um, call 911. Just call 911 right away. If you're not sure whether it's a non-emergency or it's an emergency, and you're kind of going back and forth in your mind, just dial 911, and we'll figure it out later. But if it's truly a non-emergency, the crime happened two days ago or a day ago, uh, or you don't need somebody lights and siren and a police officer there right now, uh, you can call our non-emergency number, which is?
1: 650-903-6344.
0: And of course, uh, like I said earlier, follow us on uh, all of our social medias um, and watch us there. And if you have questions, give us a call or send us an email or tweet us or poke your computer somehow. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin, for coming Thanks, in. Thanks, Kevin. Absolutely. I don't have anything else you anything? No.
1: That's it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.